I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast where we discuss history, prehistory, geology, geography, biology, ecology, and yet the show is still a bunch of unhelpful garbage. My name is Matthew Donald, and each week I and a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by my favorite commander to be co-op with in the great video game StarCraft II, uh, Alan Brooks. Hello. Hello, everybody. How are you? I'm doing good. It's a fine night, isn't it? It is. You've been here uh, vi- helping me take care of the animals and stuff. Yeah. Hopefully the dog doesn't make too much noise. We can definitely smell him from here. He yeah. smells like he took a bath. I don't know what happened. Where'd you, where'd you get wet from, dog? Don't do not do that. I guess he's an animal. It's fine. It's better. Yeah. Than, it'd rather be water than like mud. Ugh. Or, or poop. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Ugh. Anyways, so I guess each each week, you know, I usually like to ask my uh, guest co-host a question about dinosaurs or prehistoric creatures of the sort. Uh, let's see, what what could I ask you? Um, I'll wait for Henry to finish scratching here his collar. Henry, we're doing a podcast. You have the worst timing. <laughs> okay. Hey, how about this? Um, since we were talking about StarCraft, if you were the Zerg. Henry, really? Wow. <laughs> if you were the Zerg, which Z- dinosaur species would you assimilate into the swarm, and why? Oh, that's a hard one. There are <laughs> a lot of good ones. Like, your first thought would be, I don't know, assimilate a Tyrannosaurus. And yeah. Give it some nasty... Rexling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or res- Rexlisk. Rexlisk, yes. Rexlisk. Um, I'm almost half tempted to think... My two my two thoughts would be some some kind of ankylosaurid or a okay. triceratops okay. kind of thing. All right. Especially yeah. since anky- um, well ankylosaurus it would be kind of a tanky character. It already has an attack thing. Right. It, they may even mutate it so the tail can launch spores or something. Launch some spores nonsense or it's like shaped that. like a scorpion so it can hit things ahead of it and oh, things yeah. behind. The triceratops from one of the reasons I think triceratops would be one of the best is because. It it has the four it has the the head horns but also from I believe that Protoceratops Velociraptor double 
the, the, the fossil that we found. Yeah, the fossil things, they're fighting. Yeah, yeah, the fossil. The protoceratops apparently had a really nasty bite. Yeah, it was just been bitten by a parrot can definitely attest to that. Yes, exactly. As as this bird Lyra here can attest. Although she doesn't bite too much. Hi, Lyra. She's too friendly. Oh, you're but so yeah, green. You got a nice biting mechanism on the front, a shielding chest piece, shielding headpiece with horns. It's yeah, like, definitely. That could work. The kind of things you could do with that. Could it's kind of like an ultralisk, scary. but a little bit more uh, offensive too. I guess ultralisk is pretty offensive too, but like with yeah. the bite, like mm-hmm. kind of the tankiness of an ultralisk, but with the bite, the pincers of a, mm-hmm. a zergling. I guess they don't really use pincers; they use claws. They but... Use claws. Not quite sure what it, what it is. I don't know. Pincers of uh, what is that weird one that was from Brood War? The one with the weird spindly one. You know the one I'm talking about? The one that kind of looked like a sea scorpion, but no one really used it. What was it called? Maybe I just didn't see it. Oh, it's driving me crazy. It begins with the Wasn't D. Wasn't it a spellcaster? Yeah, I think it was. The one that you cast plague and just make people feel absolutely lousy. No, that was the queen, I think. No, no, no. No, no, not the queen. Defiler! Defiler, yes. That's the, the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. That's what we were thinking of. Okay. All right. Yeah, the, this yeah, that's kind of looks like a sea scorpion, doesn't it? Or just a scorpion in general. But it really, it's it looks a like scorpion, a, a eupaterid. Yeah. You, however you pronounce it. What is it? Where I have one up. It's a Eurypterid. Eurypterid, mm. that's the term. Anyways, we're not talking about Eurypterid uh, this week. Maybe another time. Well, definitely another time. I have written down one that we're going to talk about with you. But for today, we're talking about what a Eugeniodontid. It's not a shark, but it's similar looking to sharks. Very similar looking. It's a type of cartilaginous fish similar to sharks called, Hil- Hil- I think it's, I say Helicoprion. It could yeah. be Helicoprion, it could be Helicoprion, or it could be Helicoprion. Helicoprion it is. Let's not call it Helicoprion before we get too ahead of ourselves. Yes. Yeah, uh, this fossil really bothered um, the, the... The paleontological the paleontologists. Community. They get what... It bothers me. Look at that thing. It's an affront to nature. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> for a long time, if you looked at a Helicoprion, a uh, depiction of a Helicoprion in, in, uh, in art, yeah. you would wonder, why is that dino... Why did that swimming that fish thing or shark as you'd like probably call it yeah why did that shark decide to go to the hardware store he looks like <laughs> his teeth have turned into this circular rotary blade on his on yeah his lower jaw apparently buzzsaw mouth yeah he's got a buzzsaw mouth it's like all those crazy creature ideas and here's one that quite frankly does it right right now we'll, we'll talk about it here certainly uh it means spiral saw is what helicoprion means Helicopter. I guess that makes sense. That would be yeah. spiral. What does the opter mean? Huh. Oh, another day. Another day. <laughs> Knowing, figure out. Learning about happened. like prehistoric life. You learn a lot of Greek and Latin. It's yes. kind of fun like that. Like I knew I knew what an ophthalmologist was because I knew of the ichthyosaur ophthalmosaurus, which means eye lizard, mm. because it has the biggest eyes of any known vertebrate relative to its. Relative to its body, relative to its body, yeah. Probably a deep sea dweller. It was, it was like a, it was an ichthyosaur, yeah. So mm-hmm. it was a deep sea dweller, yeah. But so ophthalmologist is of course an eye doctor. So, hmm. uh, anyways, so this was a, a Eugeno, Eugeniodontid. Uh, the closest really relatives to these are the deep sea chimeras and ratfish. You ever heard of those? I have the the, com- the what's the first one? Chimeras? Com- chimera. It's like it's like it's, the. Kind of like the no, like the Greek monster, but it's also a type of fish, like so, sort of like a sort of like a sawfish, but not quite like a hmm. not. It's interesting. Ratfish. It's kind of like they're like deep sea creatures. Yeah, I've you know, heard of those. Those are the modern day. 
even these are the, these are the modern day relatives. They're still only very closely, very distantly related, but they're yeah. it's weird. Uh, it was quite big. It was bigger than I thought it was when I initially went to study. It was thirty three to thirty nine feet slash ten to twelve meters long. That's huge. It that had a, is huge. And it had a budsaw mouth, and it was that big. What the heck was it fighting? <laughs> what the heck was, what was it eating? Yeah, like. Um, it was 8 to 15 tons, estimates. I don't know. I like to conclude both the the um, lit, the size and the weight. Yeah. But I don't, sometimes I have to guess on the weight because they don't always specify. And it's hard to know with a lot of them, you know. But. Especially cartilaginous uh, fish because yeah. usually those things you don't get much. You get their teeth. Right. Luckily this one you had part of the lower jaw. Right. Exactly. I talk about that here actually in my, in my research here. Don't get ahead of me, except to, you know, I, encur- I encourage uh, yeah. discussion like that. That's fine. I don't mean to... Uncle <laughs> uh, Prime's just... Ly- Lyra's just preening contently, isn't she? She's like, I like this talk. You're talking about my ancestors. This is, you're, you're not a shark. You're not a fish. This isn't your ancestors. Your lines diverged a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago. All right. Uh, it was a carnivore, uh, obviously. <laughs> I feel sometimes with these diet ones, it's obvious, but I just, I don't know, it's sometimes it's not, so I like to include it anyways, and I like them all the info, info spe- the spec info for all of them to be kind of in the same layout, so. Yeah. Um, early to mid-Permian is when it lived, 295 to 260 million years ago, so a bit before the dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow, that was a big feather you pulled out there, Lyra. <laughs> Did you get it? <laughs> I got it. Thank you. Uh... It was just, it was found in North America, Europe, Asia, and Australia. I mean, I guess it was an ocean dweller, so. Yeah. <laughs> Described in 1899. Pop culture references. I'm aware I sound like a broken record, but it's probably in Jurassic World, the game. Everything is in that game. Um, I just, ugh, that game. Is there anything else? Any other pop culture references? I couldn't find any. Like, it was, it's kind of a, you'd think it'd be like, in some documentaries or something, and I guess it might be in some obscure ones, but it's just, it's so weird. It is weird. It's its its a meme in the paleontological uh, uh, copper-like posting community. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so yeah, sharks, rays, another cartilaginous fish. You know, they sure have some weird teeth, huh? Multiple rows of ever-growing, ever-growing ever-replacing piercers, all in a mouth filled to the brim. Filled to the brim and beyond with them. These fish even have thousands of small teeth all over their bodies in the place of scales. So next time you see a friendly looking shark and think, oh, they look so smooth, I sure like to pet one, you know, like a lemon shark or a nurse shark. Keep in mind that you'd probably be petting countless rows of tiny jagged teeth. Uh, so tell me how smooth that sounds. It's probably more like petting sandpaper. In fact, I, uh, I pet a ray once. Yeah. And I ended up slicing the skin on my hand. Really? Once. Yeah, because yeah. it had little tiny ridges on its back and ching 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 just totally sliced oh that sounds yeah rays are usually smoother but they have those points where they're not right Right along its spine yeah Uh, that's okay no Uh, that's a risk that 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 those places take by allowing you to pet them you know yeah Uh, they're at the mercy of uh the law the lawyers of parents you know (laughs) actually this one was in the ocean i was snorkeling Uh, okay so it's not one of those aquariums where you pet them no they i don't know they'd probably choose ones without the back spines right that makes sense uh, anyways, so, um, even discounting all this, though, there are some cartilaginous creatures from prehistoric times that take to the crazy teeth model to another level. So, like the topic of today's episode, uh, Helicoprion, as, you know, you can tell by the description and what we've talked about so far. So, imagine a mouth already full of teeth. Got it? Mm-hmm. Then imagine a freaking buzzsaw of teeth in a spiral-like arrangement in the midst of its jaws, also filled with teeth. <laughs> 
What are you going to do with all those teeth? <laughs> yeah, Celica Prion is most famous for its incredibly unique. It's called a tooth whorl, spelled with an O, oddly enough. But that's always what I've been told. Yeah, you can see right there. Tooth whorl. Okay. That has puzzled scientists for over a century. Oh, yes, you sneeze, Lyra. She sneezes when... She squeaks when she sneezes. It's so cute. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, the paleontologist who first described Helicoprion, uh, Alexander Karpinski, initially hypothesized that a spiral-shaped trunk of teeth that went upwards from its nose, which if you look at a picture of it, it's actually kind of cute looking. It looks something something straight out of Dr. Seuss. <laughs> okay. Um, then paleontologists imagined it with a tooth whorl in the front of the lower jaw, which makes it look more like something from Mad Max, you know? <laughs> wow. That's a track contrast. <laughs> yeah. Then the exact placement of this whorl remained at the hot point of debate for many decades. And complicating matters, as, as you mentioned earlier, you know, the thing with cartilaginous fish, the lack of remains discovered remains other than the whorl. Like, like the annoying thing about cartilage's fish, like you said, is that their name suggests their na skeleton is made out of cartilage rather than bone, which is quite flimsy and decays rapidly. Disappears. Which yes. is why if you look for megalodon fossils, all you will find is big teeth. Yes, so I think they found some stuff around the, the jaw, but it's very limited. It's mostly just the teeth. Uh, Henry... <laughs> He's like, I'm allergic to paleontological discussion. I gotta keep scratching. Yeah. Anyways, um, so uh, only exceptional circumstances preserve cartilaginous skeletons, but thankfully, Mother Nature threw paleontologists a bone one day. Literally, except, you know, not literally because it's cartilage rather than bone, but almost literally <laughs> has a skull of the close relative ornith ornithoprion was found, which, if I recall my Greek accurately, means bird saw. Take that how you will. Okay. I was like, no, not a bird saw! It's taken away from me! It's not gonna saw you, little birdie. Mm. He's loving on his on his bird. Mm, I love this bird. I love my little dinosaur. Mm. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Alright, so this creature also had a tooth whorl, the ornithoprion, and it was placed in the back of the lower jaw. So we can assume helicoprion was the same. Although, you know, with this kind of thing, you know, I, I don't know, I don't... Like, I get why when we have relatives of creatures that we see, we assume that they're the same as the original. When, like, that's not always the case in modern-day animals. Like, yeah. Like, just because... If you, if you found the bones of an... African elephant, mm -hmm. but then found only, like, the the legs of an Asian elephant. You might think, oh, it's like an African elephant, therefore it must also have big tusks, right? Yeah, whereas you know? they don't. No, exactly. So, I don't know. But I, I get that's all we have, though. Yeah. We're using... It's all we have, not to mention, it's just weird. Like Matt said, this is 
was a very hotly debated topic. There are some times where it was like stuck on the top of the dorsal fin, the front of the nose, or even the to the dorsal tail. fin. That's yeah. so cool. It, that looked, is. it was like this trailing thing of teeth attached to the dorsal fin, and I think paleontologists are just like, "What is this? What you know, is it'd be this?" Really fun if it had it on each of the pectoral fins. <laughs> and, oh, wow. And so it could just go around the sea sawing everything. <laughs> Imagine oh, wow. it actually spinning like a buzz saw. <laughs> uh, uh, that'd be really fun. That would be crazy. But yeah, they they were so confused. Not to mention, I still don't get how this thing would eat. Yeah. Can you imagine trying to eat with with a big slice of orange inside your mouth? Well, keep in mind, the slice of orange also has spikes on it. So it has like, spikes on it, but So still. you can kind of, like, scoop your mouth, like, and let the prey, like, go through the spike. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know. Yeah, but like, still, it's just... Imagine, like... Like, they also... They could open their jaws a lot wider than we can, so... So, and they... And then we have these things, annoying things called cheeks that get in the way <laughs> of things like that. So, um... They would have... They could just open their mouth wide and just... Buzzsaw through things. I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know. I guess the equivalent of it, not not really quite an equivalent, but something that's similar-ish, at least in the terms of the marks it makes. You ever heard of the cookie cutter shark? Oh yeah, where it has like, I need to see. I want to see the skull of one. See if it actually is literally just a solid ring of teeth, or if it's like two different kinds that it goes. I think it's a solid ring. Like, uh, and it can just go chomp into anything. Like it takes bites out of blue whales. Henry. Little tiny circular <laughs> chunks of bites. You can often see these shark scars on And that's everything. why it's called the cookie cutter shark, because it leaves uh, marks that look like what a cookie cutter would do. Yeah. And uh, it takes out sh- uh, blue whales. In fact, the blue whale is so big that it often doesn't even notice. <laughs> and the... Um, big. And the... Uh, it even takes some bites out of some submarines. That's no fun. Uh, oh. it, doesn't, it doesn't completely pierce through the hull. So. Of course. Daisy. Like, I think it would be like rubber covered steel stuff. Yeah, but those it, things. it does enough where they're like, what, is, what was that? <laughs> like yeah. They go inside, like, check the periscope. I don't know. I don't know if they check have the periscope or go to the surface and look what the heck, what in the world is messing with this? And they see this weird mark on the side. Re- yeah. Release the ROV, the drone, and just see, remotely see, get a camera and see what the heck is out there. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah, I'm still, it's like. Cookie cutter shark, I can imagine, but still, it's like, it, I don't know. Maybe the helicoprine could use it a little bit like a, and I am not a paleontologist, but maybe it could use it a little bit like sort of a ha- halfway between a harpoon and a... So you say uh, you could throw it? Or kind of unfurl it, and oh, like, like a, a harpoon and a... Like a chameleon tongue. Like a chameleon tongue, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you have something that's curled up into a tight ring in your mouth, and it's spiral shaped. It's yeah. not a perfect circle on a rotating wheel. Right. But... And it can maybe, I don't know, extend it and... <laughs> that could be... That's that a cool could I- work. That, that could is work. a cool idea. I mean, I guess, you know, that that would, it could fossilize that way because it's wrapped... Un- it was un- wrapped up when it died or something, and then mm-hmm. it... But I don't know. That's that's an interesting theory. I don't know if that's what it is, but who knows? But Who knows? There's Like like we said, not enough fossils to really understand how this thing worked. I, I need to look up what it lived with. Maybe seeing its prey might give us some answers. I don't think a spiral would really help with a, with, you know, a, with armor fish, because maybe that was when it was... Uh, no, no, it was, it was after the uh, placoderms, is what you're thinking of, oh. uh, like the Dunkleosteus. That was in the Devonian, this is in the Permian. Okay. Side so, note, what happened with the placoderms? I think they got out-competed by sharks. Sharks are um, faster. 
Can you imagine trying to hold that head around and plus, to the I think the Devonian... There have been five mass extinct extinctions. Two of them were the ones before... No, three of them were the ones before dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Permian one was the last one. That was the big one. But there were two others before that, and one of them might have been Devonian. I am not sure. I'm going to Google this real quick. On air! Because I'm a professional person. Also uh, because it's... I don't know. Like I, Like we said, this is just... A bit of a weird shape. It's so weird. I mean... I'm making all this That's probably noise. why it's not showing up in any documentaries, is just because... Yeah, the, they'd, they'd be like, what is this? It's like the animators would be like, this is something you'd see out of Monster Hunter. Okay, there was a late Devonian extinction. Mm-hmm. 375 to 360 million years, nearly Devonian Carboniferous transition... 70% of all species went extinct. Uh, let's see, late 26. Let, let me go like to the... Plaquoderms. Yeah. Let's go. There's a massive loss of biodiversity. The the time span of this event is uncertain. Uh, let's see if I can find... Yeah, like Devonian War. Ah, come on, Jimmy! Did the Plaquoderms get hit? <laughs> uh, duration and timing. The Kalsor event. The Hagenberg event. Causes. I don't care about causes. I want impact! <laughs> <laughs> Scroll imp- further. Scroll faster. If effects, biological impacts. Further taxonomies start the effect include the brachiopods, trilobites, ammonites, conodonts, and disappeared. So it doesn't look like fish were affected, huh? Weird. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? A real paleontologist would know this isn't a real paleontology show. This is just a show for fun. Yeah. Where you can get a little bit of knowledge. Just just, just a little bit. You know? yeah. We mostly talk about StarCraft and <laughs> Disney oh, movies and... Whatever uh, whatever gets us. So now we're focusing too much on the placoderms when this thing was clearly past that point. Yeah, past that point. Not even closely related. Yeah. Uh, the, so like, they were both fish. But <laughs> they were both fishes. <laughs> they weren't even the same. Like, placoderms were not cartilaginous at all. Nope. So yeah, no, they were not even closely related. It's like it's like saying, "Hey, a penguin and a seal, they're related, right?" <laughs> yeah, distantly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So when terms come down to everyone's favorite part of the episode, we rate it one out of sixty-five million. Uh, in terms of WTF factor, I guess uh, I'm gonna give it most of its points are. Yeah, most of its points are that. Although it is really big too. Like I yeah. said, not quite megalodon size, but it's bigger than a great white, which is. I mean, yeah, Whoa. thirty to three thirty-nine feet long. The biggest great white's like twenty-five feet long, or something like that. So this is a big fish. Yeah, <laughs> and it was. Uh, so I'm gonna give it, I don't know, fifty-five million. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't really. Like I said, this thing really looks like it went either either it decided to go raid a hardware store in the future, <laughs> or Mother Nature just found some mushrooms the night she was working on the jaw on this thing and was not entirely aware of what was going on. Right. It looks like it was successful, considering we found some fossils, some fossils of it instead of a single fossil. Right. But yeah, I think I may have to agree with you about 45 million. I said 55 million, actually. Yeah, about 45, 50 million, because it's just, it has a really good shape. It had the right size. We're just not sure how that lower jaw worked. Yeah, the WTF factor is both points for and against yeah, it, kind it's of. Like, <laughs> did it use it like some kind of extending stinger Chameleon thing, tongue of did death. did it literally use it as like a triple slicer in its mouth, like these fancy cutter things you can get at the store, get at the kitchen where you can cut things more than once? See, I'm imagining it like... Did you ever see Battleship? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you remember those 
buzzsaw things Those they buzz had. Things, yeah, yeah, imagine that, just plowing through. <laughs> just the battleships, like... <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if I can spin that much. That's the one one time anyone recently has ever thought about Battleship. Yeah. I listen yeah. to the music sometimes. Steve Jablonski, he's a good composer. Yeah. Did Transformers and stuff. Anyways, alright, so uh, that's it for this week. If you want to get a hold of us, you can uh, contact us at mattd at matthewdonacreator.com. You can find me on social media at matthewdonacreator on Facebook, at matthewdon64 on Twitter, and matthewdon64 on Instagram. You can contact me, you can contact, uh, contact Alan, you can talk to contact us, maybe join us in StarCraft co-op. <laughs> Although maybe one of us, not both of us, because it's only two, <laughs> you know. So you, you've been, speaking of Zerg, you've been playing some of Zagara a little lately. Or, yeah. yeah. Or Carrigan. Although I guess Vorazun is more human for. None of this makes sense to non Starcraft people, but yeah. <laughs> who cares? <laughs> I guess you're just petting Lyra. <laughs> Alright, so uh okay, if uh you're interested in writing, uh I have a podcast, The Ritwits, uh where two twits talk about writing. Me and our you and I is both dear friend, Matt yeah. David slash Cybert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh you went you guys met in high school, right? Met in high school and then he introduced you to me and all three of us have been pals ever since. Right, basically. Uh, all right. Finally, if you're interested in reading, uh, I have a book series on Amazon called Megazoic, available for print and Kindle. It's gotten good reviews across the board. A solid thumbs up from several people. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Not not quite. You know, millions of people. Yeah, but you know, baby steps, right? <laughs> baby steps. Baby steps. <laughs> you've read it though. I mean, you've read, oh yeah. You, you've heard about the last two, and you've read the first two, right? I I was a consultant, if you will, for it. That's true. I'm an official yeah. consultant. You. I had some science things. Yeah, that was like, hey, I need help with this. I'm like, okay, here's what we do. And I'm like, okay, I got my notepad. <laughs> had write things down, trying to understand. Well, how does this work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for uh, uh, us at Paleo Bites, and as we say at the end of every episode. Quietly swimming, thinking of nothing, saying nothing. Okay, or or if it's like your chameleon thing. (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 